Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to Reaching the Masses Media Ministries. Saturday morning, live with Jesus. We thank you for. Coming out this morning and listening, we're here this morning with our topic, What a Woman Wants, What a Woman Needs. Today we have two guests. One is Minister Monica Batts. The other is Minister Lakeisha Hazley. And I want to know, are you all here? Yes, I'm here, Monica. Yes. Okay. Hello. Hello. I'm here, Monica. We're here. Oh, okay. Can I get this sound up? Okay. Now she needs to get my sound up because I can barely hear you. Okay. Can you say something? We're here. Lakeisha here. Yes, that's good. That's good. All right. Oh, welcome to our program, this this live program. Um, As you heard, we're here with the topic, what a woman wants and what a woman needs. How are you all first Saturday morning? Well, on on a live talk show. <laughs> yes, it's different, but we're gonna do it. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. All right. You want to introduce yourself? Because I've already introduced the program, and of course, y'all know on the listeners that I'm Evangelist Portia MacIver, host of this show, and my co-host is Sister Stephanie Pritchett. And if she wants to today, she can chime in. But um, right now, special guest is Minister Monica Betts and Minister Lakeisha Hazley. So we're going to ask them to introduce themselves, whoever wants to start first. Just introduce yourself. Um, Minister Monica Betts and... um, I am the daughter of your host, um, mm-hmm. and I'm just glad to be here. Glad to be here. I'm Minister Lakeisha Hazley, and I am the niece of your host. And God bless you. Good morning. Amen. Amen. So I've got my daughter and my niece on this morning, and I thank God for both of them. Both of them are. Of course, women, and they are mature women. We are three women 
that have grown children. Amen. Hallelujah. But that does not make us a woman. I was looking today through the dictionary and we were reading and trying to find what makes a woman. And I noticed something and it stood out like a red neon sign. Everywhere you look about anything about a woman, the term is usually a wife or a mother. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Really? But I'm more than a wife and a mother. And then it'll say female. Well, yeah, I am a female, but female means the feminine form of a male. I'm saying, hold up. Now, it's got to be more than that out here than that. I am a woman. I am a female girl who grew up. But you don't have a lot out there about what a woman wants or what a woman needs. And that's kind of scary, y'all. That's kind of <laughs> scary. They have our fashion, so they want our money. You know, they they have our little personal items, but still money. But do they even know who we are? Do they know what we want or what we need? I can say, yeah, they know some of what we need. But do they know what we want? That's my thing today. What does a woman want? They tell us in the Bible about a wise woman. And, of course, we all know the famous scripture, Proverbs 31 woman. But what was the Proverbs 31 woman? Virtuous woman. Virtuous woman, that's true. But she was also a wife. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what does the woman need? You know, because some of us husbands are gone on, so we're not a wife. And our children are grown. We're mothers, but, you know, we don't have to change diapers and powder butts and all that kind of stuff. But what is it that we want? What is it that we need being a woman with grown children, husbands, no husbands, whether divorced or deceased or whatever, and we stand here a woman and don't even know what we want or what we need? We say we need education to get a better job. Yeah. We say we need money to help pay for our house or help our husbands if we have one. Well, yeah, but what else is it that we need? So I began to think about that thing, and I prayed about it, and I got an answer from the Lord. wasn't a long answer, but sometimes you got to go to God to find out who you are, what you need, and what you want. Amen? Because the, mm-hmm. the world does not tell you that they couple you with a man, or they couple you with your children. You're either a wife or a husband. But I'm also a woman. There are special needs that I need that a marriage can't fulfill, neither can having children fulfill it. Amen. Those are two of the things we need. But mm-hmm. there is more to us than being a wife 
and a mother. It's like they took us, okay, you're a wife, you go that section. You're a mother, you go that section. If you're a wife and a mother, okay, let's put you here. But what about if you're just plain woman, not married, or no more, or children grown? What are you then? Do they just discard us? Does that mean we cease to have needs and wants? That's my question today. And we had, is the call out line, call in line on? Okay, we have the call in line on. So if you want to call in and chime in after we're finished, then um, you feel free to do that. Amen. Whether you be male or female, feel free to call in our call in line. We have Sister Stephanie monitoring everything this morning. So feel free to call in on the call in line. But what say you two? What are your needs as a woman? Excuse me. All right, this is Minister Lakeisha Hazley. I'll go first. Okay. All right. So as a woman, we wear so many hats, and you're right. The the one that's being a wife, a wife or a mother, it is what stands out. Mm-hmm. But I think being a woman, what we need is to be recognized as us just being a woman, period, without the hat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. See us for what we are. See us for our hard work. See us for us. You know, see mm-hmm. me for Lakeisha Hazley. You know, uh, uh, just see me for Lakeisha. Yeah. Um, you know, we work so hard to to um, to make a living. Some some of us are single women, and they work hard, and and mm-hmm. they don't have children or husbands. So just see us mm-hmm. for us, who who we are. Uh, recognize us for being a strong woman, not just black, white, or whatever. Just see us for being a Strong woman, you know we need that that um, that um, respect, recognition, respect us. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's just so much that you know we need as women. Just respect us for who we are. Respect us for choices that we make, positive choices. You know, feel free to mm-hmm. give us compliments. You know. To make us feel good yeah. about ourselves, um, mm-hmm. you know, appraise us, give us a pat on the back when we've done something well, you know. Not that we would have to. It's just all how you come across, you know. But um, it, it's okay to do that, you know. Just speaking from a woman, not a wife or yeah. mother. That's the right. thing that stuck out in my head. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree too. It's just that each woman, people have to realize that each woman wants different things. Just because you're a woman doesn't mean that you want the same thing that the next person wants. Each person, we have to realize that we're individual people. So what Mm -hmm. Sally C needs is not what I need all the time. And that's true. I I had, um, went and I prayed this morning and the first thing that came to mind this morning and it was like an eye opener to me because women have to realize how special you are, first of all. Mm-hmm. We are special, 
God made us specially for Adam himself. And the thing that came to mind was um, he showed me, he said that in um, the first woman, Eve, um, she's a special living and breathing being. Um, mm-hmm. taken from the real, real of Adam, formed and created by God. And that's in Genesis 20 and 24. Right. And, um, it says that uh, he tells us that we are truly special, taken from what is known as, it's called a thoracic cavity. The thoracic mm-hmm. cavity, and that's, the thoracic cavity actually is the, the rib. It came from the rib right. of Adam. Mm-hmm. And the thoracic cavity has several functions. The first, it provides it, it provides protection and support. That's what yes. we do as women. Even if you're not a, a, a mother or, or or a wife, you still have that instinct in you. Mm-hmm. And that's what that thoracic cavity does. It it protects mm-hmm. the, the the main body organ. And right. It, uh, that's what God showed me this morning. We have a, an, an a important job duty, and mm-hmm. everyone sees that, and they, you know, we're women, we should be strong or whatever, but, and we're supposed to provide for, you know, our family and stuff like that as far as love and support and stuff, but we need that sometimes also. We want that too. Yeah. You know, we need love from people. We need support from people. But like I said, it's different for, for each woman what she needs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you care about that person, you you should if you care about that woman, you should find out what that person needs and what she needs or what she wants or whatever yeah. you know, in her life. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that is that's good. That's very good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like the Bible calls us help meet. Even if you're a single woman, it's not all about helping meet the husband's need or the children's need. But if you're a neighbor in a neighborhood, who's the one that's always starting up the um, yard sales? Right. Oh, you never seen that one? Huh? Uh, he, no, you never see a, a man bringing over a cake to welcome somebody into the neighborhood. It's always that woman. Yes, she bring does over the baking. Or bringing over the cookies to say welcome mm-hmm. to the neighborhood or something. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I, I notice also, I say, Lord, a lot of times a woman by herself is not respected because they see us by women as a um, competition. We want their man. Or the man sees us as, mm. I wonder. And see, that's wrong. Because I am me. I am me all by myself. I have the Holy Spirit dwelling in me. And even if you're a woman of the world, you still have, you're still spirit that resides in flesh that has a soul. But what are you? What do you desire? I came up with we all, as a woman, we desire respect. We need to be able to trust you. 
even before we get married or have children. We have to have that trust around us because there's something about a woman. If we can't trust you, whether you're a husband, friend, parents, when we can't trust you, once we lose your trust or once we find out we can't trust you, then it's not good after then. We have to build, that trust has to be built back up by the person who calls us not to trust them. And it's hard. We can forgive. Forgiveness is, seems like it's built in us. We can forgive and we automatically love. Even those women out there that, that you know, they kind of rough and tough and all of that, but they still, you say, I love you, or you say something to them that makes them feel good about themselves, you can see them. You can see it all in their whole being. They perk up. You can see the change in their eyes and their voice, the way it changes. That's the things, they are the things that we need. We need to be respected. We need to be complimented. Hallelujah. We need to have trust in you, whoever you are. We need to be able to trust you. And we are automatic, what do you call it, a protective destiny in us because we came out of Adam's rib. We are what we came from, protectors, whether you're married, single, mother, or not mother. We are protectors. We're the ones that will look at somebody else's child getting ready to run in the street and go running down behind them. We will be like Jesus. We'll leave the 1,000 and go and get that one. We'll leave our three standing up there, because we've already taught them. But we'll go and get that one who evidently has not been taught. And if we're out there as a woman, just as a woman, not a mother, not a wife, at a bus stop and we see something going on, we're going to stop. We're going to make sure that nobody's going to get beat up. But we can't just pass it and say, oh, that's not my child. I ain't got no children. We're going to get up out their car, and we're going to break up a fight and whatever. Or if a child falls down, there's something in us that we got to get out. We got to help that child. That's being a woman. So we want those things for ourselves. If you see us in trouble, then try to help us. If you see us with a bag and we are overloaded, come take men. Y'all men out there listening, come take some of those bags. Don't try to flirt because then you lose our trust. Don't Mm -hmm. say anything negatively. Oh, y'all weak women, don't do that. Because we will snap that bag from you and go, I don't need your help. You got to learn how to treat a woman. You got to know that she is a person, a highly intelligent person, a very powerful person. Look at all the books out there about when a woman prays. We can go through the Bible, and we can see all of the women on the Bible, but yet and still they have a verse in the Bible that says, I suffer not a woman to teach. (laughs) But that has been used 
to beat us over our head for so many years. But the Bible says to study to show yourself approved on workmen that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And see, I happen to have a bishop who told us better. Amen. Hallelujah. He told us what we can and can't do. And then I've read other books. A lot of times people read the scripture and they misunderstand it. This is not just because you're a preacher. I'm talking about a woman. But there are things that a woman can do just about anything. The Bible calls her the weaker sex because she came out of the side of man. Weaker not being strength weakened, but it means more vulnerable, being more vulnerable. Because we have that nature to love, we can easily get hurt. Because we have that nature in us to help, sometimes we get left with all the responsibility. Those are the things that we got to know for ourselves and who we are and what God created us to be. He didn't just create us to be wife. Yes, Eve was a wife. But when you are born from your mother, you've got to be a woman first before you're a wife. So you need to know who you are and what you need. And look for that. Now, in the olden day, they chose your husband. You just dealt with it. Mm. Oh, aren't you glad you don't stay back there now? Yes, but now, when you meet someone and you two decide to get married, you need to look and see if that's what you want. Look and see if they love there. I mean, real love. Not just arrows or uh, phileo, or storge, but I mean that agape love that's going to love you in spite of, because, yes, you're beautiful now. Even me at my age, I had people to tell me, oh, she's so pretty. I said, okay. Anyway, um, we love to hear that, by the way. But we need to hear certain things. And there are certain things that we already know. We got a mirror. We already know it, you know. But it's good to hear it from somebody else. Amen. Mm-hmm. So how do you all feel about that? What is it about you that you know you that you need? You know, I've said respect. I've said um, what? Um, we need to be covered. When I say we need to be covered, we need to know that that man is going to be there when we need him. We don't need a man who's going to sit back and watch you fall or sit back and watch you make a mistake and don't say anything until afterwards. But that's still going into the woman with the man. But what does the woman want? You want safety. You want peace. You want beauty around you. It's something about a woman. We want beauty around us. It's not a lot of men that will decorate a home. And before we go out to get a man or before we find a man, we've already, if we have our own apartment, we've already decorated our home because we have that little thing in us. I'll, I'll put it, what does the, the world say? That little je ne sais quoi that we 
have built in us, and we know what we want things to look at, and we don't want any mess, you know. We will go out and we will sacrifice for the things that we want. But what else is there that you all know that you want or need? Mine is uh, basically somebody to understand you. Because a lot of people don't take the time to understand you. I know. And why a woman does what she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, do, we do things sometimes because, you know, certain things happened in our lives previously. Um, like, I said, like I said, every woman is not the same. So I feel That's like right. you just need to be under, understood. And a lot of people don't take the time enough to figure out, well, why does this woman do what she does? Why does she say what she say, says mm-hmm. or whatever? But that takes getting to know that woman, you know, yeah. sitting down, having conversations with her, you know, figuring exactly. out, you know, why she is who she is. And I feel like if you love that person enough, you will sit down and figure out what makes, like they say, what makes her tick. Yes. Yeah. Minister Hazy? Well, of course, like I said in the beginning, too, I said respect, too, but I always guess got to go back to that because disrespect me enough to know that I got this. You know, I understand you. You need protection. We want protection. I do. I want to feel like mm-hmm. I'm protected. Yes. Oh, and, and God protects me first and foremost. Yeah. But you do yes. want to feel protected. Respect is a big thing for me. And even when, if if a woman, I feel like, needs you, she get down with her um, vulnerability is, 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 is really prevalent, where she really needs you. Know that. Mm-hmm. Don't take advantage of that. You know what I'm saying? Work right. with her and, and build her up where she's Respect weak in whatever area she's at. Yes. Right. And 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 just just you know build her back up if she has fell down in whatever area, build her back up. You know, and, mm-hmm. and she's gonna get back there. She's not gonna stay there long. A strong woman is not to stay there mm-hmm. long. She's gonna come right back. And um, yeah. and like I said, we wear so many hats. We are counselors, and and and, mm. and we're, we're heroes. But sometimes yeah. a hero needs a hero too. You know. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, yes, I like um, that. Sometimes a hero yeah. needs a hero. Right, and we just we we do so much, and and you know even with our children and everybody, and sometimes they don't see us crying. They don't see us when we are crying and when we are hurt because we sometimes, you know, as I've been a single mother before, we build this wall, we build this exterior up, and where our mm-hmm. children and other people don't see the hurt that we go through because we do it mm-hmm. when nobody's around, and they only see yeah. us. See, oh, like my kids will say, "Oh, you mean my mama mean," but you don't see the times I've cried, or you don't see me mm-hmm. cry. You know, because we right. have this hard exterior. And then when someone was to come along, they was like, oh, you know, if, if a woman, if a woman, you know, kind of hold her ground, then we're mean. I've seen that before. We're mm-hmm. mean. Or, you know, um, 
you know, black women are mean, you know, and it's not just, you know, saying that, that, that we're mean. We just have been through so much, and we have to be a single woman and play the part of a mother and father that we have that hard experience sometimes, you know? And I just mm-hmm. feel like respect is the best, is the best thing. Just respect us for who we are. Respect us for who we are. Respect is a big thing for me. It really is. It mm-hmm. really is. So. Well, a woman herself is, um, we're very stern creatures. Um, right. Even without the husband and the children. We're very mm-hmm. stern. We're not mean. We're serious. If you got a silly woman on your hand and they jumping around and laughing all the time, something wrong with that woman. Yeah. We are very stern because we realize that the world that we are in don't respect us. I mean, even in biblical days, they didn't respect them. There was so mm-hmm. much stuff said about them. You know, you can't do this and you can't do that and you got to have this and you got to have that and you got to walk this way and you got to cover that and you got to cover. That stuff is gone now, thank God. I don't have to cover my face when I walk out in public. People can see my pretty big nose. Amen? And I look Mm -hmm. at it and I say, that's mine. I learned to say, that's mine. Whether you like it or not, that's mine. And I learned to be strong because I realized that the world literally most of the time looked down on women. You heard of that glass for glass floor or glass ceiling? A woman has to work double hard in the worst workplace in order to get respect. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's fair. But from the beginning, they looked down on, even here, here it is, almost 2020. You go in an office space, and a man doing the same thing, he's automatically going to get paid more. Now, is that fair? You're doing the same job, but he's going to get paid more. They say, well, it's because he's got a family. No, he's single like I am. So why should he be paid more? Mm-hmm. I, I guess I want to, you know, just put it out like, Respect a woman. She can do right. many things. She can wear many hats in one and do them all at once. We're used mm-hmm. to multitasking. We were made that way. After all, we were a wife. When Act was Eve, she was a wife. She was a mother. She had to be a protector of those kids. She had to teach those kids. Good Lord. And even in the Bible, like I said, when they were talking about the wives being um, silent in the church, the reason they said that is because the women weren't respected. And the men would go to church, and the woman, they would have the women and women in a separate place from the men. All the men sat together, and all the women sat together. And the women were there to really learn because the husbands taught them nothing at home. So what they did said, I... Suffer not a woman to teach. The reason they did it because the woman didn't know anything, because the man had not taught her at home. And what was happening is that they would sit there in that synagogue or in their temple, and uh, let's say Miss Judah would say, uh, Husband, 
What do they mean? What What is they talking about? And she was yelling clear across auditorium because she didn't know anybody. She didn't know any better, rather. Or if she was setting, well, they never did set together. So, so they would yell across the room to the husband, and the husband would be so embarrassed. So they said, let a woman be silent in the church to wait until you get home to ask your husband. But it doesn't seem like the husband should have taught her before she came. But the Bible, that's why now, if you got a husband now, I'm, I'm going to go over into next week's, well, the next lesson. If you got a husband who's not going to sit down, he's not going to pray with you, he's not going to teach you, then he's not a husband. Because the Bible said, husbands love your wives as God loves the church. What does God do? He protects us. He teaches us. So we got the Holy Spirit in us. And that's the Spirit of God. He teaches us, but it's like even with our fathers, some of us didn't have fathers there. And the ones that were there, they were too busy doing what they were doing. And the only time they gave you any attention was when you had misbehaved, but really you were misbehaving because you wanted their attention. You wanted to hear, you my pretty little girl. Oh, you are so pretty. Oh, look at you. Oh, you daddy little girl. You look just like daddy. You look just like grandma. You look just, you see what I'm saying? That compliment. And we we grow just like a tree in the sunshine that just got watered. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. You you know something? Go ahead. Evangelist, now that you say that, and we as uh-huh. women, you know, that we're confident in ourselves. So when a man uh-huh. gives us a compliment, we take it, thank you, and we go ahead on with on, along our way. But as uh-huh. confident women, we should be teaching the younger women, you know, tell them they're beautiful. Tell them how beautiful you are, how beautiful you look. So when the average knucklehead come by and say, oh, you beautiful, they won't fall for it. You know what I'm saying? They already hear how beautiful they are. So they won't fall uh-huh. for Oh, you cute. You that. And then they fall yeah. for it and get a knucklehead to end up, you know. Uh-huh. We have to learn uh-huh. how to validate our, our young people. Like we have to validate them. Yeah, I feel like it starts uh-huh. from, from when they're younger. Yes, thank you. If they're used to hearing that when they're it younger. It starts in the home. You know, My. It, it starts at My. home and you know, as we, as the child gets older, you know they'll they'll already be used to hearing that. It's not like exactly. they want to hear it. It's like she said with the with the knucklehead, that first knucklehead to come along and say, "Oh, you're beautiful." Oh, and yeah, and you then fall for it. Start acting all crazy. Yeah, exactly. You start acting all crazy and want to be with this dude because you've never heard mm-hmm. that before from your family or from the person that. That raised you. Right. And it brings feelings up. in you that you never right. had before. Because daddy right. didn't right. tell you that. Mama may have told you how pretty you were, but I mean, mama's a female like you are, you know? Right. And we exactly. always know that mama, you know, mama's going to buy us that pretty dress. Mama's going to fix our hair the right way, you know? Mama mm-hmm. teaches us to wear stockings and to wear high heels and how to wear makeup. So we know that about mama. So when a woman mm-hmm. says it, you just say thank you and go on. It doesn't affect you, you know. Right. 
But when a man comes, because that father or stepfather or whatever you had did not tell you you were beautiful in a fatherly way, not in a lustful way, but in a fatherly way. He didn't say how pretty you were. Oh, you're such a pretty little girl. Oh, you're intelligent. Oh, you're so smart. We need to hear that from the opposite sex. Because when you don't and when you get grown and some man come up and see men are very wise too, and they can spot one a mile away. They can spot you if you never had that when you were a child Mm -hmm. because you have a kind of needy personality. And you Mm -hmm. look at them with hungry eyes. You want to hear you're pretty. You want to hear I love you. You want to hear, oh, you're smart because we did not get it as a child. There's nothing wrong with a man rubbing the back of a daughter saying, you know what, I'm so proud of you. Daddy loves you. You know what that would do Mm -hmm. to a girl? And when some fool comes up in her face later later on and tries that, oh, you're so beautiful. Ooh, girl, I'm in love with you. We'll look at Mm -hmm. him like, really? (laughs) (laughs) And you walk on about your business. Because your daddy already told you. That right. he loves you and that you're intelligent. So that's nothing new to you. You already know that. But most fathers right. sit and they sit. They don't tell the daughters that they're beautiful. Very few of them do. And if they do, some of them are meaning something else rather than just a fatherly love. See, that's that's not good either. Mm-hmm. That is not good either. But we need that love and respect and that honor, but we need it first from our father, our earthly father, because a lot of us, when we're young, we don't know our heavenly father. Another point, too, when we have, thank you, Jesus, when you were not raised up knowing that you have a heavenly father, that's another need you have, a spiritual need. That natural Mm -hmm. need can be satisfied, but let me tell you something. If you didn't have that fatherly love, when you do find Christ and you find out about God, it's hard for you to believe that this man is not, how can I put it? We don't know how to deal with him because we've never been taught how to deal with a man. We never had a man to tell us platonically how beautiful we are or how intelligent we are. So it's hard to deal with Christ. It's hard to trust God because it's like, I don't know how to deal with it. When you read the Bible and it says God loves you, you're like, oh. And it, you got to wrap your mind around that thing because you didn't get it from your daddy. You didn't yeah. know you had, that you part did. of love. Right. You didn't get it from the man that was right there in your face. How you supposed exactly. to trust this God who you can't see? Exactly. Right. That's why we got to have faith mm-hmm. to know that He is and He is what He says and what He says is true. And it takes you a while to do that, especially if you had a father to walk out on you. You wonder. <laughs> I used to ask God. I say, God, are you here? Did you leave me too? I had that in my head. 
mm-hmm. until I got a little bit more mature. And, he, you know, he would bless me and he would speak to my spirit and everything. And I realized he hasn't left me all these years, so he's not going to leave me because he said in his word that he would never leave nor forsaken you. So when you read the word and you study the word, you'll know that he, he is God of his word. And you can rest in him, lean on him, trust him. But as for the biological father in our lives, no. Because most of them, especially in the black household, left. Some of them stayed, but when they stayed, they weren't worth the britches that they were wearing. Now, I'm I'm quite sure there are some women that had good fathers out there. I'm not going to say it wasn't. But most of us didn't. And that's sad to say, but most in most black households, and I would be willing to say in a lot of white households, the man was just there. They saw them beat the mom. They saw them curse the mom out. They saw them lay back in front of the TV while mom was out working. It's like that's not a good picture for a girl to grow up with, you know. And we need that kind of male in our life when we are growing up, somebody that we can trust, somebody who has told us we're beautiful so that when some cuckoo comes, we know we're beautiful. So we'll say thank you and go on. He's not going to pull us into his trap by saying, oh, you're so Mm -hmm. beautiful. And our heart's not going to jump and say, ooh, he said I'm beautiful. And then you end up in a world of hurt. With five and six babies and no husband. He'll say you're beautiful every time he comes around. But then when he leaves, nobody's saying it. You know what else? You know what else, too? Is when, you know, let's say in the dating world, how we, you know, back in the day they used to say, coat somebody. You was coat. But when you uh-huh. get uh, when you meet someone, and I think the mistake that us women do, we tell everything. And I remember um, our Grandma telling me, telling me and my sister, don't you can't tell a man everything. And I remember her mm-hmm. saying that. But once you get mm-hmm. into a relationship, and they try to they make it comfortable, and we tell everything, and it always mm-hmm. seems like it comes back. To bite you, to bite you, you know, and it just amazes me. And I, I hear that every now and again when she said, "You can't tell a man everything," Mm-mm. but and I, I, and she I was think right. that's something too. Yeah, she just got. We got to learn how to keep stuff to ourselves, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and tell the Lord in prayer and and just mm-hmm. take it to our grave sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right, because they, they, they are human. Mm-hmm. And they will throw stuff back in your face And you're standing there And you're so hurt Like how could you do that You know what I told you And you know how I hurt When I that happened to me before So how could you bring that back up And throw it in my face mm-hmm. How could you call me Out that. of my name Right A lot of times We went over into the next lesson <laughs> Huh? But mom, the, the the reason why a lot of times we do tell them that is because in a way we're telling them don't do that to me because it hurt me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we tell these guys these things, and, you know, such and such did this to me in my previous relationship or whatever. And then that's our way of telling them, look, this is not what I, I do not like this, do not do this to me. And then, like I said, when you get into a tip or whatever, that's the first thing they bring up because they yeah. know it's going to hurt you. And I will say this, saved and unsaved. Really. Saved and unsaved. A man uh-huh. has a habit of bringing things up that you gave them and you trusted them to hold it and to know not to go that way. You actually try to help them to let them know, mm-hmm. this is what I went through. Please don't don't let me go through this again. Because if I've told you and you still bring it up again, you still throw it up in my face again, that shows me something. You don't care about me. So as a woman, we also need to have someone in our lives, and we do. We need another human being in our lives, you know. And the first thing would be our parents, but then the next thing is a husband or a a a, a someone that we're looking for as a mate. And we started dating. You know, when we get to that point where now we don't tell them that while we're dating. We use to empty it all out on them when they marry, when we're married. But we're telling them, look, this is what I went through. Please don't do this again. That hurt me. And instead of them hugging you and saying, but baby, I'll never do that. And don't do it. No, they'll hold it. You know, oh, my goodness. Mm, that was terrible. They shouldn't have did that. But given the opportunity here they are throwing it back in your face. And a lot of them, and you then, know what? A lot of them will. A lot of them will tell you that. You know, that's I'm feel, I, I'm sorry you had to go through that, or let one wrong thing go, go wrong between mm-hmm. y'all, and they will still bring it out. Mm-hmm. They will use it as a weapon against you, and that's yes. one thing. As a woman, once you do that. We can no longer trust you. Then you have a relationship there. You're married. You have children or not. But then we can't trust you because you just blew every bit of trust that we Mm -hmm. had in you. And that's what we need. We need trust. We need to be able to trust whoever is in our lives, whether it's our Mm -hmm. husbands, boyfriends, children, our bosses, our mothers, our aunties, our cousins. We need Trust, because once you break that bond of trust, ooh, there's an old saying, hell has no fury like a woman's scorn. Lord have mercy. You don't want and that don't side of us. I think once you lose that trust, I believe, I mean, people say that you can get it back, but I don't. I really don't feel like you can. Because it's always you can have to that. earn it back. Oh, it can come yeah. back. But they have to earn it back, and that takes years. You forgive them, and you're walking in love. Mm-hmm. You can even, with your husbands, be still intimate with them. But there's still that little pain in you that says, you hurt me, yes, always, and you knew better. And that affects the relationship, you know? Yeah, because you can forgive, but the forgetting part is the hard part. People yeah. used to say, well, you know what, you didn't really forgive him. Yeah, I forgave him. 
But how can I get what they said, that voice of theirs ringing in my head? Mm-hmm. You so-and-so, you did this and you did that. Your mama said this and your daddy said that. And, you know, uh, mm-hmm. they don't have to do it but one time. And when they see the look on your face, they may never say it again. Or we may have to tell them, why'd you do that? You know what I went through. And then they look like, oh, my God, no, I didn't. But it's too late then because they've hurt you from the inside, deep down in the inside. And we have a little thing called the subconscious mind. It doesn't forget anything. Your heart can forgive, but that subconscious mind has everything in it. From the time you came from your mother's womb, if you could remember back to then, you probably could, but don't know what you're remembering. From your mother's womb, when that doctor put those forceps on your head to try to pull you out, somewhere it's in your subconscious mind. When that first blaze of light hit your eyes, somewhere it's in your mind. That subconscious mind is a mess. That's on a soul level. And if we could see our souls, hallelujah, in the natural, our souls are beat up, cut, wounded. They are a mess. You would look Mm -hmm. at it in the natural and say, oh, what is that? That's your soul that's been beat up, torn up, Mm -hmm. cut, thrown to, I mean, all kinds of stuff, you know? And I think people don't understand it as a woman. We're also very sensitive. We will take things to heart that a man won't pay any attention to. Mm -hmm. We're very delicate creatures. We are strong, but we're delicate because we don't like to be hurt. Like I said, a man will hear it going about his business. I'm not saying he's not hurt. He may be hurt, but he keeps it in. But ours, no. Mm-hmm. You can look on our face and tell that somebody's hurt her. We don't mean to be that way, but it's there. Because we'll be walking in the grocery store or in the boutique or in the shoe store, and that look is on our face, and someone will say, you okay? And you kind of snap out of it. Like, oh, yeah, I'm okay. How are you doing today? Mm-hmm. We went down that path again where somebody hurt us. And it comes up ever so often. They say forgive and forget. You tell our subconscious that. How do you take your subconscious, empty it out, shake it out, and shake all the memories out? That's your soul. That soul is the seat of your personality, the seat of your memory, everything. That's the part of us. See, our flesh can't be saved. It is our soul that has to be saved. And if that soul has been through hell and high water, yeah, it takes a lot for that soul to get saved. But what saves it is love, understanding, forgiveness, and us walking in love. We have to determine no matter what they did, no matter what they said, we're going to forgive and walk in love. Yeah, you think about it every now and then. It'll hurt. But then you got to shake it off, 
continue to forgive, and forgiveness is not a one-time thing. you got to forgive over and over and over again. Every time you see that person, you got to make a choice to forgive. Because if you don't, you will find coming out your mouth some things that you didn't even think was down there. Right. And we got to continue to walk in love day in and day out, especially being a wife. That man comes to you, want to be romantic, and you know what he said, you know what he's done. It's like you got to give, forgive. You got to mm, muster up the strength to forgive and walk in love. And he's going on about his business, going on the street, drooling, whatever. But you're laying up there, and subconscious comes up and says, Why'd you do that? Do you remember what he did? Do you remember what he said? Oof. And you want to say people's words. Mm. Go ahead. Oh boy. No, I said then you want to take the pillow and and put it over on the face. <laughs> well, you can't do that. Yeah, but the Holy Ghost in you won't let you do that. <laughs> Thank God. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Sister Stephanie, I'm sorry. Did you have anything to say? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Who said something? You, that was me. Um, uh, do you find as a as a woman your mind constantly goes all the time? All the time. Just, That's where um, your dreams I mean, come just, from. Your subconscious is mm-hmm. thinking while you sleep, and you have these weird dreams. It's something out of your past and out of your subconscious. Mm-hmm. But someone yeah. has hurt us, did us wrong. Even mm-hmm. the things where someone treated us right, you know, I, I like um, bling. So a lot of times when I'm dreaming and I'm shopping, I'm always purchasing something with bling in it. I used to didn't be that way, but I heard enough people, cause, you know, Stephanie started buying my wardrobe system on um, live on YouTube and all that. And she likes to get bling because she likes bling. And after a while, I begin to hear people say, oh, I love that. You look good in that. You know, and I begin to like bling. Can't see it, but I like it. <laughs> so it's like bling in my dream. That's what I'm doing. I'm shopping. Everything is totally bling. The pants, the shoes, the shirts, everything is totally bling. But that's in my subconscious now. Mm-hmm. And I'll ask her when she purchased something, does it have bling in it? She said, yeah, it's got bling in it. Or she'll say, no. she said, but I got some jewelry, and it's got bling in it. So that's good because I'm satisfied <laughs> then. So she knows what I need. She knows what mm-hmm. I want now. I love bling. I like feeling it, and I love to hear so Every woman loves to hear she's beautiful. Oh, I love that outfit. That makes us feel good, you know. We like to be noticed also. Don't pass us and act like we don't exist. Do not pass my desk without saying good morning. Because mm-hmm. when you do that, I know, oh, that's the enemy. Oh, yeah. You will uh, notice. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, you know exactly. what else, too? What we, like you said, the bling and, and the clothes that you wear, the feel of it. You know how we mm-hmm. get that outfit, and we know we look good? Our yeah. total walk mm-hmm. is different. Our total walk, and we get our hair done, and we'll make mm-hmm. put on a little makeup or whatever, 
Can't nobody mm-hmm. tell us nothing because we know we yeah. are good. See, that's the confidence you have in yourself. We know that a mirror does not lie. So that's the confidence you have in yourself. When you know you look good, girl, please. <laughs> but we still have that vulnerability in us because we're not we're not raised the right way. And mama can say you're beautiful. Mama can say you're pretty, but you have that need. You got another person there. You came from two people. You got another person there that won't say a thing. He don't even notice. Daddy does not even notice. Mama has to say, James or Jim, don't she look beautiful? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't they understand that that hurts? Because Mama had to tell you or ask you, don't she look beautiful? And then they come up, well, yeah, 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 well. I'm like, uh huh. That's secondhand compliments. Don't I don't want nobody's right. secondhand compliment. You tell me you should be the first one to say, Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, I'm so proud of you. But they don't. Most black men don't. And a lot of that, I'll be honest with you, comes from the mothers of the black men. So since we know that the Men are not going to teach them to say it. The men will teach them how to, how can I put this correctly? The men will teach them how to get down, but they won't teach them how to tell the women that they're beautiful unless they want something. Right. Oh, yeah, you know, you want this, you want that. You tell her she pretty. Yeah, man, you get, you know what? I have heard some horror stories. My, my sister told me a horror story about what her husband Told her son, I said he what? I'm not even gonna say it on 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 air, but it's it's kind of dumb the way it is. But then I realized he didn't have a mother or a father to teach him because his mother died early, and his father was an alcoholic or whatever. And I think he died early also. But you have men who have mothers and fathers, but they don't teach those boys. And I concluded in my mind years ago to teach my oldest son. And he came to me when he was getting ready to get married, 2 o'clock in the morning, talking to me about a woman. And I gave him everything. I poured it on him. His father had gotten up and gone to work, and I was still talking to him. And that was years ago, and they've been married now for, oh, my God. I've got to go back and look at the date, but they've been married for a long time. He was in his 20s, and now he's in his 50s. And I think it was his late 20s. Yeah, because he graduated out of college. I think he was in his late 20s or early 30s, no more than 32. But, and they're still married. So evidently he's doing something good. Because mm-hmm. it takes not one, but it takes two to make a marriage. Now, he may not be the best son because, you know, he is off on his own, and he's with his family. That's what happens to boys. They go off on their own, and they went to family. The mama got a call and said, you need to call me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the thing about it is that I taught him because there was no father there to teach him. Not in that perspective, 
not at all. So he had to come to Mama and ask Mama because he was scared. He didn't want a marriage that ended. He was scared, so he had to come to Mama, and Mama poured out everything that's in her. And I looked at it from a woman's perspective and from a man's perspective, and I told him the first thing she needs is respect and recognition. And she's got to be able to trust you. Then all the love and stuff can come later, the physical love and the emotional love. But you've got to respect her first. She's got to be able to trust you. And it's a number of things that I told, you know, even down to um, what you call it. Her, I told him, I said, check her credit rating. Uh, Monica, yeah. did I tell you that? Yeah, it's I don't know if I did yeah. or not. I don't know. Well, I know now. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what I, I tell Check my girl. Check credit rate. Mm-hmm. Check it all out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you tell my all. Marrying me. Okay, if everything else checks out, then I want to know your credit rate. How much money you got in the bank? I don't want to know because I don't want your money because I'm going to have my own. But how much money do you have in the bank? What is your credit rate? Now, I don't mean off of, uh, what is this thing they got, credit karma. I don't want to know what it is on there. Credit karma is good. But you better go to the real credit bureau and find out what their real credit rating is. So credit karma could be out of whack sometimes. It's a good place to go. Good to register with it to keep up with your credit. But you need to go to... Yes, you need total accuracy. You don't want to get up there. Your credit score is 651 on uh, Credit Karma, and then you get on the rest of them at 621. It can be that way. I have noticed that. There can be a big difference in it. Credit Karma is good. I'm not putting it down. I check mine every month. But you better go to the real credit bills to find out what is what. And then, too, find out how he pays his bills. Don't be so in a rush to marry. Be around him. See him writing out checks. See him saying or hear him say, baby, did you pay your bills this week or whatever? It's it's a way that you can do it. Know that he pays his bills on time because you don't want nobody who's going to have you outdoors for not paying the bill. You're in the dark for not paying the lights and gas. Make sure he's got a good job. If you notice, with God, he gave, first thing he gave Adam was breath. Second thing he gave him was a job. After he created the Garden of Eden, he told Adam to work that garden, have dominion over it, to have authority over it. He gave him a job. He had to tend that garden. Then he put him to sleep, and he brought Eve forward. So the next thing he needs is a good job, a career, something that he's going to be in, not hopping from one job to the other, not being a, um, oh, what is that, a something, uh, jack of all trades, and uh, what is this? Uh, what, well, let's put it that way, a jack of all trades. He could do this, he could do that, and he can do the other, but he can't do any of them well. Which means he's going to go from job to job to job to job to job to job. 
can take care of a family like that. So we want stability and the mates that choose us or we choose. Because I tell you what, I'll tell you the truth about the thing. Man think he chose us, but we chose him. Because we already went before God, Lord, this is the one. Mm, this is the one I want. Tell me about it. You ever had a man in your life and he choose you, but you say, well, I don't know about that one. Normally, we choose them. He sees us. He finds us. But normally, we choose them. We check them out and we say, okay, he okay. But you don't check them out enough. So, okay. see, we need to be able to trust that you are who you say you are. If you tell me you've got a good job and you know, you're making a career out of it. You've been to college. Even if you haven't been to college, hey, you can work on a garbage truck. Garbage man makes good money. But if you're going, are you going to stay with it? Or are you going to go from job to job to job? We need to have trust in you. Whether we choose you for your career or not, we need to have trust in you. So the first lie that you tell, believe me, we're going to remember. The first thing we find out, that you have deceived us about, we're going to remember it. Some of us will go in on and marry you. Some of us will say, no, nah, I can't deal with that. So we need trust. We need love. Hallelujah. We need record, recognition. We need honor. We need protection. Mm, thank you, Jesus. All of those things. We know all about the Proverbs 31 woman. And people say, well, the husband was at the gate. What was he doing? That was his job. He was a guard at the gate. That's what they did in those days. Some of the men worked the field. Some of the men were at the gate guarding the city. That's I had to do some reading, some studying in that. That Proverbs 31 woman, husband, was a guard at the gate. Though he was an important man, he still guarded that gate because that's what they did. The men who were the upper-class ones, they had them out there guarding that gate. That's where you found them at. They were guarding that gate. They were guarding the city because the city, most cities were walled in those days. So her husband, while she was out working, he wasn't out there doing anything. He got paid for that. But she was at home working and doing all that she could do. And a woman does not mind working. And I don't know a one that minds working. We will work and we will help you because we like to stay busy. We don't want to stay there in our house. Children going to school and we sitting there twiddling out the, that's the worst thing ever. Don't like being yeah. bored either. Please, the four walls will shut up on you. So we got to be doing something. We need to stay busy. But I, I, I would ask everyone who's listening to go ahead and, and, and check out their Proverbs 31 woman. Her husband was not just sitting out there doing nothing. It was that she needed to be busy. She needed to stay busy. Because we all know that the idle mind is a devil workshop. Because all of those men in that village didn't work. And there's always what they used to call them back then, the um, war days. Jody, Jody's always creeping and seeking whom he may devour. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Stephanie, we got any guests? 
Any call in? We may have called it in too early. But anyway, we are live on Blog Talk Radio, and she's got the screen up, and nobody has came in yet. But what time is it? Okay, we're going to have to go ahead and end this. But if you think of anything else, bring it into the next program because I'm seeing something. We started out talking about what a woman wants and what a woman needs, but all of us automatically went into motherhood and being a wife. So our next show uh, will be January the, what is it, 4th? We're not we're not coming on next Saturday. Um, after Christmas Eve, I'm not going to be on at all. But next program will be on the 4th of January. So all of you out there in the audience um, on the archive who are listening, um, we'll be back on January the 4th with what a wife needs. But I noticed something. The three of us don't seem to be able to separate ourselves from being a mother and a wife. And we got to discuss that. <laughs> but we did tell you what a woman needs. Amen. One of the things that we need or that we want is to be married to a man that loves us. To have beautiful children who go to college, graduate college, graduate high school. And grow up to make something of themselves. Definitely also. But we'll discuss that on the next program on January the 4th at 11 a.m. on um, Reaching the Masses Media Ministry, Saturday morning, Live with Jesus. We thank everyone for coming out. We thank Minister Monica Batts for coming out. We thank Minister Lakeisha Hazley for coming out. And um, speaking their mind on this subject, we're going to be back over the time because I'm liking this getting together and talking things out because it's like you 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 realize when you talk things out, it gives you more of a outlook on things, you know, more of a aha moment. And now when we get off this phone and we think about the things that we have said then we're going to have more the next time. And that one is what a wife wants, what a wife needs. And we can't go back to Proverbs 31 woman on that, but we want to know what you want. Not what the Bible says, but what you want. But the Bible says it's good what a woman should be. But we all know that all of us are not a Proverbs 31 woman. Some of us, some women have not even gotten married yet. We were married, didn't work, and it's gone. So what do you do then? What's the use of selling coats in the whatever? And you see what I'm saying? It's different for us. So we got to bring our side to it. What happens after divorce? What happens when you haven't been married? What happens when you're a single mom? Maybe I can get some other people on here. But being a single mom is tough, too. We'll do that during the time when we're moms. I think all three of us have been through a period of that, too. But we made it through. Our children are grown and doing good. So I ask everybody who's in the audience or 
who are out there and I just you just didn't call in um, to go ahead and join us here on January the 4th, same time, same place, and we'll be coming from What a Wife Needs. Then the next Saturday after that is What a Mother Needs. So this is reaching the masses media ministry, and I know this has gone out all over in Australia and Zambia. We have a lot of listeners. We have a lot in the United States, too. But we thank God, hallelujah, for today. Like I said, thank God for our speaker today, our visitor today. We'll do it again. And um, we ask that all of you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Because we won't be back on Saturday morning live until next year. So have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Sister Monica, you have the last words. Like you said, just wish everybody a safe and happy uh, Christmas and New Year's and look forward to the next um, session that we have. Amen. Mm-hmm. Keisha Hazley. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year and God bless you all. Amen. Hallelujah. And I pray for both of y'all's homes and... Merry Christmas and Happy New Year all to both of you, too. But you all know we'll be talking. So y'all have a good day. And you too. Minister Batts and Minister Hazley. And um, our audience, you have a good day, too. Let us close with prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this program. Hallelujah. Thank you for this teaching, Lord. Hallelujah. I had an aha moment today, Lord. And you know, I I don't often get those because I'm one. I'm going to stick to my cookies. But I had an aha moment today, Lord. So, Lord, I ask you to bless everyone that listens today, even in the archives, Lord, even in the upload. We thank you even on the, um, what do you call those things, Shonda? Podcast. I don't know why I can't ever think of those, Lord, but even on the podcast, because this one is going worldwide, Lord. All of those in Zambia and Italy and Australia and over in Germany and all the other countries, they're going to hear it, Lord, and I thank you, Lord, hallelujah, because women need to know we have a right to be in this world. You made us from Adam's rib, but that shows me something, Lord. You made us to stand beside him, not behind him. You didn't make us from his spine or from his butt bone or from his brain stem. You made us from his rib, which is right there on his side, Lord. We're his covering. He's not. (laughs) People often ask us about who our covering is as a woman. But, Lord, you say we're to help me. That means we're his covering. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm seeing so many things, and I thank you, because now I'm looking at life in a different perspective. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for the learning, the teaching here this morning, and we say in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, let everybody have a safe holiday. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, sisters. 
I will talk to you the Amen. next time. Don't forget Saturday, uh, January the fourth, we'll be back here. And um of course I'll be on Sunday and I will be on um Wednesday, I think I will make an announcement. But Sister Monica, I gotta get that term that you gave me. I got I wanna do some more study, you know, and that but I'll call you later on. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Thank you all for all being right, here. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.